Let's join our hearts for prayer. God, it's good to be in your house today with brothers and sisters in faith. It's good to be in your house today to see you at work in the waters of baptism. And we pray, God, that that you would be at work now through your word to uh, guide our hearts and minds, grant us peace, uh, grant us confidence, Grant us joy in you always. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, amen. Breaking news on CNN. You're in the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. This is a Fox News alert a uh, special edition with Brett Bear, NPR, Rush Limbaugh, Breitbart News, Huffington Post, look out, danger, worry, fear. We got this problem, that murder, this mayhem, tyranny, disaster, fear, anxiety. Let's turn down the volume. During the Lenten season, we want to think about how God is at work to set us free from fear and anxiety. Uh, There's so much uh, going on. I I, I found this uh, quote. This is from Barry Glasner. He's president of Lewis and Clark College. He writes, Part of what I find interesting about this is that overall, most Americans live in what is arguably the safest time and place in human history, and yet fear levels are high, and there are many, many fears and scares out there. There's a lot of fear-mongering that's going on, and I want to encourage you to be set free from that. We're going to join the people of Israel during their wilderness wandering. They'd been set free from from Pharaoh, and they were on their way to the Promised Land. And in the midst of that wilderness wandering, they met many things that that they were frightened of. We're, We're in the same place. We've been set free from the bondage to sin through faith in Christ Jesus and the waters of baptism. We're on our way to His glory, to His promised land. And in the meantime, we, we travel like the people of Israel in the wilderness. God wants to set us free from those things that cause us fear. What we're going to look at today is the fear of the government. Now, people are afraid. And it's not just this administration or the last administration. It'll probably be the next administration that we're we're worried, we're anxious, we're fearful about what the government might or might not do. We're going to think today about fearing the government. And there are two things that, that cause us or that center our fear about the government. The first is we're not sure that the government will adequately protect us. We're not sure that the government can protect us against China or against uh, Russia or against North Korea. We're not sure that the government can protect us against uh, the economy, against the environment, against moral degradation. We're afraid that the government can't do what it ought to do to protect us. The second thing we're afraid of with the government is that we're afraid that the government will turn on us and become tyrannical, you know, confiscate our wealth, uh, overtax us, confiscate our freedoms, uh, press us to do things that we don't want to do. 
as Christians, as people who are part of God's eternal kingdom, there are three things we ought to know about fearing the government. And that is that it's ungodly, (laughs) it's unwarranted, and it's unfruitful. You and I don't need to be afraid. You and I should not be afraid of what the government might or might not do to us. Remember what Jesus said. These are his words. These aren't my words. He said, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, I don't say this next thing lightly. I don't say this lightly at all. You know, you think about what the government could do or what a government might be able to do to you and and the suffering, the, the trouble, the pain that you might go through. But Jesus teaches us that we are safe beyond that. Uh, what's the worst thing, and I wouldn't wish it on any of us, what's the worst thing that could happen? Someone can come and take our life. But we're Christians. We're part of the kingdom of God. Uh, we don't need to be afraid because God, the one who could cast us into hell forever, has already promised us victory and, and rescue from that, that we might be his people forever. Uh, to fear the government is an ungodly thing to do. Uh, to fear the government is really turning it into the God, uh, in into this ultimate power that, that has authority over us. We don't fear, love, and trust the government above all things. That would make it a God. Uh, to be overly concerned and afraid of what the government might do is an ungodly thing. It's, it's idolatry. And it's unwarranted. Our God is bigger. Our God is greater. Uh, God promises to work. Do we believe this? Do we believe this? God promises to work all things together for your good. Well, why would we be afraid of anything? To fear the government is is unwarranted. And to fear the government is is unfruitful. I mean, there's no gain. Fear doesn't get you ahead. There's only one thing we ought to fear, and that's not to be anxious or scared, but we are to to fear God, to, to love and to respect and to honor Him above all things. All other fear is unfruitful. Uh, There's no gain. It doesn't change anything. Uh, Fear paralyzes. Fear leads us to to bad decisions. When you're afraid about things, you're not making good decisions. Here's what I want you to see today. Our God reigns. God reigns as sovereign. Uh, We don't use that word that often in our circles, sovereign. But it's true. It's a good word. God reigns as sovereign. God is God. He is above and beyond and over all things. He is watching over things. He has power and wisdom over all things. And in that, for you and for me, all of our fear is put aside. Think about the people of Israel. They were frightened about the government. They were frightened about the foreign government. The Egyptians, they were bearing down on them and they thought they were going to be destroyed. They'd all already suffered uh, enslavement by them. They'd already suffered harsh treatment by them. And they were bearing down on them and they were afraid. They were afraid about what that government could do. I suppose they were afraid about uh, what Moses, their governor, right? Moses, kind of their governor, wasn't going to do for them. But through Moses, God gives them this word. It says, fear not, stand firm, 
and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. God reigned as sovereign over the people of Israel. And you know what happened. And we believe this happened. We don't believe this is a story. We don't believe this is a kid's uh, story. We believe this happened, that God was at work. Here's what happens. It says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord Yahweh drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night. We know about strong winds, right? All night long, and it made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went in on the dry ground. There was a wall of water to the left, a wall of water to the right, and they went through safely, and the Egyptians came in after them. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon the chariots, and upon the horsemen. And Moses did, and the sea returned to normal, and the people of Israel were rescued. God met them in the midst of their fear and gave them rescue. That's, that's our God. That's your God. That's the God who's watching over. And this is not a one-time sort of event. Uh, we see God reigning as sovereign throughout Scripture. Uh, think about when, when God gave them victory over Jericho. They went into the promised land, and, and the city of Jericho was a formidable uh, a force. And they went around. Remember what they did? They went around the city once, and then once the next day, once a day for six days. And then that last time, they, that last day, they went around seven times blowing the trumpets. And finally they shouted, and the, and the walls came down. God is sovereign. He is able. He is powerful. He's the one watching over us. You think about Gideon. That's always a great uh, account. Gideon. Gideon had an army of 32,000 to go up against Midianites. And that, that in and of itself wasn't very good. Uh, he was going to be in some trouble. But then God came to him and, and whittled his force down to just 300. And with those 300, God gave victory. Because God reigns as sovereign. That is the God who is with us and for us. That is the God who is working all things together for our good. You and I, rather than being afraid of the government, Paul tells us what we're supposed to do. He says we're supposed to submit to the government and to honor those who are in authority because they're there, they're there not to work our ill, but to serve God by watching over us and protecting us. They are agents of God to reject the government, to rebel against the government, to not submit to the government is tantamount to rebelling and, and not submitting to God himself. Now you might say, what about the corrupt ones? Uh, what are we supposed to do if, if there's mischief, if there are bad things going on in the government? Do you realize this? That the very heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ came to fruition in the midst of a very corrupt, ungodly government. Uh, you can write this down. Jesus established an eternal kingdom through submission to a corrupt government. We, as Americans, we haven't figured out anything that the Romans didn't already know. You know, all of the immoral things, all of the problems that we've brought upon ourselves as a people, uh, the, the Romans knew about those things and practiced all of those sorts of things. It was a corrupt uh, civilization. Uh, 
uh, an immoral civilization. And talk about a narcissistic leader. I mean, that's what Pilate was. He was all focused on himself. He was trying to get out of this. And he condemned to death an innocent man. And he knew he was doing wrong. And he knew Jesus was in innocent. Pilate said to him, he said, you will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. Are we supposed to submit even in the midst of injustice? That's exactly what Jesus did. And it's made all of the difference in the world. That's how the gospel breaks out. Jesus submitted to the authority. And he put death to death. Jesus submitted to the authority and he put to death our sense of inadequacy. We talked about that last week. Our, our sin is all covered up in him. He, he is our sufficiency. And in his death, he even put to death the power of corrupt government to work against his kingdom. Far from being afraid of the government and fearing and complaining and criticizing, God has called us to submit to the government as people of God. I'm going to give you four quick things on, on living fearlessly in America. Here's how you can live fearlessly in America. Uh, first of all, trust Jesus' kingship. We trust His king. He is king. You know, in the gospel lesson, we saw that the kingdom of God is transnational. It's not bound by boundaries in this world. His kingdom will come. His will will be done. He's going to reign forever and ever like we sing in the old uh, Reformation hymn. Take there our life, goods, fame, child, and wife. Let these things all be gone. I don't want them gone. You don't want them gone. But let these things all be gone. They yet have nothing won. The kingdom, ours, remains. We are set free from fear because of Jesus' kingship. We will reign with him forever and ever. It's like the, the hymn, crown him with many crowns, or uh, uh, onward Christian soldiers. Crowns and thrones may perish, kingdoms rise and wane, but the church of Jesus constant will remain. Gates of hell can never against that church prevail. We have God's own promise and that cannot prevail. Second, submit to the authorities. That's what the word calls us to do. You and I are not to complain against the authorities. We are not to bellyache against the authorities. We are not to make governing over us more difficult and onerous for the authorities. As Christians, we are to submit to those who are in authority. Here's a quote. This is from a, a pastor, Bob Diefenbach. He, he writes, Christians are rapidly moving in the direction of opposing government rather than submitting to it and serving it with a pure heart and a clear conscience. We've lost our respect for those in authority and have come to disdain and mass those in public office. We have come to view government as God's opponent rather than as God's divinely ordained instrument. Listen to that again. We get it exactly backwards. We have come to view government as God's opponent rather than as God's divinely ordained instrument. There may be reason for disobedience to certain laws, but there's no excuse for our spirit of insubordination and for an obedience that is only compliant rather than being cooperative and supportive. 
We don't need to fear the government because Jesus is our king. He is watching over us. And so, as his faithful followers, we submit to the governing authorities that are over us. Of course, with the exception of obeying God. You know, we want to obey God. Uh, This passage from Romans is stated without any qualifications, but that doesn't mean there aren't qualifications. Of course, if the government ever asks us to go against the will of God, this doesn't mean to go against your will, to go against your wishes, to go against what you think would be best. But if the government calls us to go against the will of God, then we obey God above all things. You ought to go home today and read the first few chapters of Daniel. If you want to see how this works in real life, read through the first few chapters of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and see how they submitted to and supported the government in which they were living, with the exception of they would obey God first. And so they they were involved and they were helpful until they were called upon to worship something besides God. We see this in the New Testament. Uh, The apostles were submitting to those who were in authority with the exception. They said, whether it's right to obey you or God, you have to decide. But as for us, we can't help but speak about what we have seen and heard. There is one more thing if we want to live fearlessly in America, and that's to love your neighbors. We are to be good citizens. Uh, This comes just after uh, the passage that was read from Romans. The very next verse says, Owe no one anything except to love. As followers of Jesus, we are to also be good citizens in whatever land in which we live. And we are to to love our neighbors and serve them and be a blessing to many. There's a lot of fear out there. Whether it's about this administration, the last administration, or the next administration, there's a lot of fear. Christians, Christians, We don't need to be a part of that. Our God reigns. And His kingdom will come. And His will will be done. And you will be with Him forever in glory. And so as it says, you know, this is not an idle thought. We see it throughout the Scripture. So as it says, same kind of idea in 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, Be subject then for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Can we have that up here, please? There we go. Uh, be subject to the, for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God. See, this is what God wants. This is God's will for you and for me. For this is the will of God that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of people. Live as people who are free. You are free. You're free from sin. You're free from death. You're free from what anybody can do to you because you're the people of God. So live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. And turn down the volume. Amen.